0: Critically Chaotic is a rowdy Dungeons & Dragons podcast that consists of adult themes and humor. Content warnings for this episode can be found in the episode description as well as a link to transcripts. Queen, who plays Mogan, was unable to attend this week's session, and so is absent from today's episode. Rest, weary traveler, and enjoy. In the last episode, the Vox Anima met up with the
1: curator who hired them in Wingston. Upon meeting him, the team discovers that his name is Valin, and that he and Carius have had something of a history together. After many tense interactions and awkward panic, Valin eventually offered the Vox Anima another job to recover some more artifacts, ones that had been stolen directly from the museum. Now, Snow and Vey plan to talk to the head of security at the museum into letting them stay the night to help look after the Esticia artifacts.
0: So, do you all go towards the museum then, when you finish your tea? I shall. Okay. Uh, quick question. Uh, lady. So, Jerome, he was going to go and find Valen's home, but would he have instead run into them when they headed back towards the museum? Whatever works for you. I'll say that, like, you found the home- And then, like, I assume you're going from rooftops, so you probably see them also heading back towards the museum. But now you are at Valen's house with no one at said house, if you are at all interested, as a thief. Um, you know,
2: as a thief, and as somebody concerned for the safety and well-being of a party member, it wouldn't hurt to take a look. First, I want to, like, make sure that there's nobody that's living there that isn't, like, just Valen. Because there might be a roommate, might be some sort of extra person sort of situation. Uh, roll investigation. Alright. Alright, how does a 17
0: go? So you're looking in windows, you're trying to check, you're trying to, like, look at things. It seems like, like, you, you do a BBC Sherlock where you see that, like by, by the wash bin, there's just like single types of cups. There doesn't seem to be like pairs of mugs. You like look towards the living room and you see like scattered chairs from before, but you see that o- there's really only one pillow on that couch that is really of use, which can imply that he sits there in one position and there's not someone else that sits there. And uh, you also get to look into the bedroom, which is a single and there's only a twin bed. So you can assume that that means that he lets alone. look.
2: Then I would like to approach from the front door and then just open it.
0: Uh it's locked.
2: And <laughs> this this is me this is me saying I would like to pick the lock and open the door.
0: Okay, well then you have to roll for that. I can't <laughs> okay say that. and I open the door. <laughs> and I open
2: the door. Alright, how's an how's an eighteen go? Yeah, you get that lock picked. Alright, so you get into this man's home. Uh, I'm gonna poke around and see if there's anything sus. I don't- I'm not looking to steal. I'm not looking to steal. I'm looking for evidence.
0: Okay. Uh, roll investigation for me. Alright. 19 plus 1, 20. Alright, so you're looking around, everything looks pretty normal. He's a normal guy. He's just a museum curator. And then you go into the bedroom and you're poking around, poking in his underwear drawer, you're poking in his desk. uh, And you find, like, a few different, like, things. You find, like, a journalist's, like, history notes, boring. You find uh, another journal that's uh, talking about some books he likes. It's like a book club journal, boring. But then you find the juicy stuff. You find his diary. (laughs)
2: Oh, my. That seems like something that could potentially contain something incriminating. Oh, Oh, God.
0: Let's go through that. Oh, no. When, like, what time period do you look at? Fuck me.
2: Let's go see if there's anything in the past week. And then I don't know when Carius and uh, this guy would have known each other. So I'm gonna flip through and see if there's, like... Fast week first, and then flip through and scan very quickly for any notice of Karius's name.
3: Can my familiar be reading over his shoulder? Because L has been sticking with you from then.
0: Uh, Would you want L to still be invisible during this, so Jerome doesn't know that he hasn't accomplished?
3: Yes. Also, so that if Jerome is discovered, L won't get obliterated by an attack or something.
2: Wait, um, can I do a real quick perception check on the windows to see if there's anybody that's like suspiciously looking in? Like that guy shouldn't be there. Yes. Alright, I got uh seventeen.
0: There's nobody. The people that pass by the window are just going about their day, seeming uninterested in looking in other people's windows. So you look you look through the past week, and he keeps a more or less daily journal, and he uh like it's kind of boring entries just kind of talking about his day talking about work uh the one from about a week ago uh is a long very panicked entry that's just kind of uh talking about the break-in and what happened with the same kind of attitude as shit 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 fuck oh my god ah ah that kind of attitude so that's really the most interesting stuff from within the past week and I start flipping through And it's a pretty hefty diary, and it skips days and whatnot, so you're able to flip through, like, quite a while. You're, like, skipping past years, and it's when you get to about, like, five or six years in the past, like, almost towards, like, the very front of the journal, that you start spotting Carius's name. So are you looking for, like, the last mention of Carius, or are you looking for, like, the first mention of Carius?
2: Uh, let's go first, kind of in the middle, and then last.
0: So the earlier mentions of Carius uh, dates to about like six years ago or so. and the entry is talking about like finally arriving in Ushidal after long travels, um, kind of like the traveling through Ushidal. There's a lot of cute stories about like things that uh, Valen and Carius did that day. A lot of kind of like cute waxing about Carius romantically a lot of mushy stuff in that regard. Every so often there'll be dried flowers in there with like little arrows and notes being like, Carious, pick this for me. And yeah, stuff like that. That's
4: so cute.
0: And then kind of as you're going through uh for a bit, there's a few entries being like, uh Carrius seems unhappy or like, we were doing so well. I thought that he was happy in this town do we need to move to a different town does he not like this town and then more entries being like i just don't know what he's not saying to me he's just he he seems so apathetic towards everything now Is th- th- does he not love me anymore does he d- it's, did that i do something wrong and then there's no entries for a few days like the last entry was kind of like a little like panic thing being like, I don't know what's up with Carius. I don't know what's going on with him. And then it's like maybe a week later, like a week of entries just weren't written down. It basically is talking about the breakup and is saying, like, I'm clearly not what Carius wanted. So I broke things off and I hope that he'll just be happier with whatever it is that he needs that I couldn't provide for him. And then it's a really short entry and then it's another like couple weeks without really writing anything down. And then the next entry is talking about like a new place that he has moved to. Oh. I feel so bad
2: for him right now. I see, I see. Me
3: furiously writing notes about it. I'd feel bad, but I don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this was brutal to listen to, let me just say.
4: Yeah man.
2: Like that that was really rough. <laughs> That's God. After y'all have been bullying him this whole time, you know Jerome was just feeling like he needed to look out for Carius, because Carius was looking pretty freaked out. He's gonna treat Valen differently now, knowing all of this information that he's acquired through his own means. But he he doesn't regret being sus.
0: It's okay. He
2: he had good intentions.
0: Is Jerome gonna do anything else than his snooping? Just gonna double check the
2: week before, the 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 week to see if there was anything like particularly sus.
0: Sus. What sus are you looking for? <laughs> With like
2: any artifact, sort of illicit dealings.
0: Yes, he will. He will write about his illegal black market dealings in his diary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people do that. I do that. You're a fool. <laughs> You're a fool. I mean, yeah. Uh, You look through and there's mention of like new artifacts coming in every so often, but he seems excited. He doesn't seem like, oh, yes, time to sell these artifacts. (laughs) All right.
2: So he seems like a like a like an okay sort of fella. I'm going to return everything to where I found it in as close to the original place it was as I can get it. And then I'm just going to politely show myself out after making sure nobody's looking at Balan's door. And then I'm going to head over to the museum
0: and join back up with the party. All righty. The rest of you arrive at the museum. Where's the guard? Uh, I'll go see if I can find her to come and talk with you all. Uh, just wait right here. And he heads up the steps and knocks on the door and then like a guard is kind of like seen at the door before like opens and lets him in.
5: Carius just kind of buries his head in his hand. and goes, "That was a supremely awkward."
0: Oh, Leaf would like pat his shoulder,
4: <laughs> trying to comfort him. <laughs> then I'd like to assume that that Petal, um, since she seems to like Carius and not Leaf, is also
0: like next to Carius, <laughs> making sure he's okay.
4: <laughs> Karius,
5: if Petal's anywhere near Carius, is giving her some pets.
0: Petal is loving those pets. So Valen comes back out. Uh, with a, a large half-orc lady in tow who's in one of the security uniforms. She kind of approaches, and she crosses her arms, and she says, All right, so I've been told that you all want to be in security for the night. Yes. Um, Myself, I was
3: particularly interested in help guarding the Fae
0: artifacts. Hmm is that so well we have enough security we do not need to hire more nobodies off of the street and valen is kind of like they're they're not they're not nobodies and she's like we don't need nobodies off of the
3: street i'll take out our our guild coin Be like we really aren't nobodies
0: we do have affiliation with a group mm Alright, sir. So maybe you are not nobodies, but we still have our double security. We do not have the resources to hire more expensive mercenary adventurers.
3: Myself, I am- admittedly, I'm alright with not being paid for tonight. I'm getting the amount- the same amount of rest anyways. So, it's up to you guys if you want to get paid. I just want to guard those artifacts.
1: I also do not mind doing tonight for free, as long as we can guarantee the safety of the artifacts.
4: I'm I'm still fine doing this if you guys want to do this but it, it really does sound like they have it under control. Yeah, I'm not sure this is
5: particularly necessary. I'm not sure how much help will be for one night. Don't thieves normally scout the artifacts they want to s- steal? They would the new artifacts if they want them they would want to I don't think we would be much help. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, I'm all right with just going there by myself. I just sort of want to I'm gonna get the same amount of rest. I don't need somewhere to sleep. I can just sit on the floor and meditate for four hours. If you guys want to go to a tavern to actually get full on sleep, then that's fine. I'll volunteer with the
1: guard, I guess. Snow also is fine with staying and volunteering.
4: If Curious is leaving, then then Leaf would probably leave because, um, well. He doesn't want to leave Carius by himself, even though they're attached at the hip anyway. Um, but also because he, um, he would trust you three with getting the job done. Plus, like the double security, he thinks it'd be fine.
0: So, Carius and Leaf pay their goodbyes, and you're just like, well, get some sleep and see you all in the morning. Have fun. Valen, just while you guys are leaving, kind of goes over and is like, well, I, I-, I hope that you both have a good night. And the rest of your companions as well, and um did we want to meet in the morning to talk about the the job, or um should I find you or we we can
4: come yeah, we can come back here tomorrow morning to both pick up the rest of our group and
0: to discuss the next job all right uh yes, that sounds um that sounds good
5: you' have a good night as well valon
0: so she uh, brings out another guard and she tells him to take Jerome and Snow inside because they will be helping out in the museum. And she looks to Alex and says, um, You will be coming with me. We will be going to where the other uh, artifacts are being stored since you are so interested in making sure that nothing happens to them. Perfect. Sounds great. All right, so Karius and Leaf traveled back to the Mercenary Guild. Leaf had one of the Mercenary Guild coins, so they show it to the receptionist. The receptionist waves them off, and they head down to one of the rooms. And they now are safely inside after a long, awkward day uh, with everyone.
5: Karius just like drops his bags on the ground and just like flops backwards onto the bed and goes, "Okay." That was not... great.
4: Yeah, um, relieved to be out of there, uh, to say the least. Me?
5: I must... yeah, me too. I've said this many times, but I... apologies again.
4: You You couldn't have known that he would be there. Don't apologize.
5: I just... I didn't... I, I feel bad you got mixed up in all of that extraordinarily painful awkwardness. That was mostly my fault. <laughs>
4: It's all right. the The whole group was in it together, um, at the very least.
5: <laughs> I just I'm just surprised he wasn't more upset. That's all. It, it I mean, it doesn't really matter. We can just we need to go to bed.
4: <laughs> Sorry. Did you want to talk about it?
5: Uh, like I said, I've already dragged you enough into this. Um, we don't need to talk more about all of this.
4: I'm I'm okay with listening if it's something that's bothering you. But on um, in the same vein, if it. If you don't want to talk about it, then that's okay, too. I just wanted to check in, um, because i you seem pretty taken aback by the whole thing. And from the sounds of it, it didn't exactly end well between the two. No shit. No.
5: I, I'm surprised he wasn't more upset seeing me, because the last time we spoke, I don't know if I would call him angry agree per se, but like close to it. Disappointed, maybe. The problems in our relationship, they were mostly my fault. I... When we met, I I was in a difficult place, and so was he, and it was sort of easy to fall into a routine of moving around together, and dealing with things as they came up it's sort of like how the group does we just dealt with problems and we moved around and we traveled and it was nice but the thing is i want to keep moving and he wanted to stay put and i i tried i wanted to i at least i felt i thought i wanted to i looking back on it i think i might have just wanted to make him happy I was. I don't like staying in one place. It makes me anxious. I feel like it's dangerous. It made him feel more secure and it made me feel less secure. And I didn't know how to talk to him about any of this, and it frustrated him that I couldn't talk to him at all, really. I couldn't tell him certain things about my past, things that I can still can't talk about. I put more trust in him than I had than anyone at the time and but it still didn't I don't think it seemed like enough at the time and he just could tell he got fed up
4: long timing for everything I I guess yeah yeah I, I get it I mean when you Want different things. You want different things. Um, I've I've had to deal with that myself, and I get it. Needing to move from place to place. I'm I'm sorry it had to end that way for for you too.
5: Carrie's kind of smiles and says, "It's all right, thank you. I'm sure at the end of the day it was probably better for both of us. I don't know if we could have worked, considering how different our needs were, but."
4: Maybe it's um maybe it's it's a good thing you got the opportunity to see him again just to a- apologize one more time or, or talk it out rather than just leaving things hanging.
5: Perhaps. Um probably should try that. We'll have to see, I suppose. I don't know if I'll be brave enough for that, but thank you for listening, Leif. I appreciate
4: you. Um anyhow it it is getting late. We should uh We should rest up for tomorrow. It's been, it's been a long day.
0: And you get ready for bed. So, you two are led by the guard that brought you into the museum. And he's going over all of the basic things. He's saying, um, so, uh, yeah, most of us stay up most of the night, but because you were just hired on for tonight, and I assume that you've been up all day, uh, you can take just a, a minimal shift. Is that what you're here for? Or I'd say yeah,
1: sure. I I'll probably have a nap, but I will still take a, a full shift.
0: Okay, so you'll still do the full eight-hour shift. Yes. Okay. Um, and then uh, you, then he gestures to Jerome. Mm, yeah, a full
2: eight-hour shift would uh, probably work best for me, too. Uh, I was going for the nap thing as well, but uh, it, it's it's securing, you know, to have your own eyes on the situation, to be able to know in your own heart, with your own actions, that the thing is safe. You sure, I'm sure you get it. You're a guard. You've done this sort of shtick before.
0: While Jerome is talking, the guard is still walking, and he's just kind of nodding along, but he has stopped listening to you.
2: Uh, pardon, pardon me.
1: I'm sorry to in- interrupt my uh, friend here. Um, could I be able to be stationed outside of where the newest Disha artifacts were uh, are being held? Oh
2: yeah, I would also like that preference.
0: I just, I just want to say, out of character, that y'all are like, seem so fucking <laughs> sucks. Just I being like, yeah, do. no, we we <laughs> want to be here just for the one night, and we want to be by these specific artifacts. No reason.
1: We're definitely not gonna steal
0: them. Yeah, y'all sound like you're about to rob the place. Um, <laughs> uh, so the guard looks like kind of weird about that, and he's like, "Uh, yeah, sure. Um, thank
2: you.
1: I, I'm just, I'm a cleric, and I, I have a big, you know, I, I'm, I'm drawn to these artifacts, and I just, I would like to also pray while I'm near them. So that, that's, that's my only motivation. I swear.
0: Oh, are you like a follower of a sister or something? Not specifically, no. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I
1: realized how much more sauce that made that.
2: <laughs> listen, listen, my friend here, uh, we we were both part of the team that uh, brought these artifacts in, so uh, we don't want to make off with him or anything, otherwise we would have just grabbed them without even bringing them in here, but uh, we have a little bit of a, a, a vested interest in making sure that they're safe and okay. We just want to make sure that they don't get, uh, heisted. You know, uh, the best time to heist something is when you least expect it. And when you least expect it is when nobody's expecting it.
0: uh uh-huh. Don't listen to him, honestly. <laughs> I think that you both need to learn to not say as much as you do. Like <laughs> um, yeah, let's go
3: literally just a dm hint not even the guard saying it that's just zan being like
0: hey guys <laughs> stupid. God, a god inhabited this man's body for a moment to be like y'all need to shut truly. the fuck up <laughs> yeah, <truly. laughs> so he he leads you over to the back room where the the artifacts were being held and he's like uh yeah so A lot of guards make their rounds, and then we have several guards stationed in important points where important artifacts are. And there's currently two guards that are already standing position. Uh, So you guys can uh, stay here with these two uh, during the full eight hours. And then uh, usually the morning guard comes um, a little bit before daybreak, and so that's when you can take the, the nap after the eight hours. And he goes over and he talks to the other guards a little bit, gesturing towards the two of you uh, as they regard you with both curiosity, but a lot more suspicion.
1: That's valid. Uh, Snow just kind of like plunks herself down and starts praying, like doesn't even pay the guards any attention.
2: Uh, Jerome is going to find the highest point in the room, preferably the rafters, if he can like, if there are rafters. And, uh, settle himself up there.
0: So you're able to expertly get up onto the rafters, and the guards glance at Snow, who just immediately plopped down and started praying, and then glance at Jerome, who is now climbing up to a very high vantage point. And they look at each other, and they look at both of you, and they just try to focus on their job.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's valid. Um... I have a question. (laughs) Am I like vaguely out of sight of the guards? Like, can they see me?
0: They would if if you got out of sight of them. They would adjust where they are standing to still keep you in their vision. So you are going to be within sight of them, one way or another. Jerome, please. Okay. Snow takes a second to
1: like from prey looks up at him and just gives him a look. Like, I swear to God, if you do anything weird. (laughs) I will personally hold you responsible.
2: <laughs> Jerome gives the hands up of like a, uh, don't attack me, this is fine, sort of returning hand sign. Uh, he's just kind of casing things to see what's up. Are there any vents nearby? <laughs> no. Okay. Are there any other entrances to the room that I might have noticed earlier? No. While in the room with
0: Valen. No. Besides the the door. It's just a small room. Small back-end room.
2: Does it seem like the room is like a wall- There's just the wall between the room and the exterior. No,
0: it's like a room within the middle of the museum. Okay, so it's a secure room. Yeah, it's not like someone can bash a battering ram through the outside of the museum and get into the little room.
2: Okay. I'm just checking. Jerome is going to going to stay up in the rafters unless something happens and just keep an eye out for any sort of suspicious figures. See if there's any like windows, if there's anybody going through the windows, that sort of deal, just trying to have a good vantage point.
0: Okay. And then is snow doing anything in particular during the night? Um Can I just do, like, a a general perception check
1: to, like, just see if anything out of place comes around, starts happening, shit like that?
0: Yeah, you can do that to be more aware of your surroundings. Yeet with
1: guidance, because that's my best friend. Uh, that's a dirty 20. Okay,
0: and we'll keep that in mind should anything happen
1: cooly and I, I did also uh, tie it but i'll, re- I'll reiterate she's going to take like a bunch of small naps at very at like different intervals cuz she knows that she's not the only one near the artifacts now so she's going to be fully rested but like it's it's very scattered <laughs> which might be still not fully
2: rested but
0: yeah you know. she won't be fully rested okay that's fair can i also roll perception for the night yes uh <laughs> 12 gotcha i will keep that in mind all right so then We'll pause on you and we'll skip on over to Vey. Does Vey say or do anything during the trip to where the Fey artifacts are being held?
3: She'll probably at one point turn towards the head guard um, and strike up a conversation, just saying, um, We were actually, our, my party, uh, were hired to go after um, the people that broke in originally. Um, do you have any extra information that, um, Valen might have missed?
0: Um, well, uh, there isn't too much that is known about the group. Uh, we know that they are called the Thistles, we know that, uh... There have been a few encounters with them throughout Ushadal, and we believe that they may have originated in Rusmin. There has been whispers about something of a group that describes them uh, in Ruzmen, And we have reason to believe that uh, one of their hideouts is pretty nearby. We don't think that they could have taken all of the artifacts too far. Uh, it was a small group from what we were told by the guards that were attacked. Uh, and so... We are pretty sure that they're nearby, but in regards to any specifics, like who they are, or why exactly they are going after these artifacts, besides maybe money, nobody really knows. Awesome. Cool.
3: That's all I was wondering. How did you come across this job? I'm just going to make small talk while we finish walking over.
0: She tells you about her her very e- extremely interesting backstory. <laughs> like one of the best NPCs you'll ever meet. She describes yeah, we love everything her. in great
3: detail. Yeah. The first one we haven't been rude to off the bat.
0: And so you arrive at uh the area with the uh artifacts. There are there's currently two guards that are on watch on the outside, and she gives a little salute to one of them and they salute back and uh she says she kind of like squeezes your shoulder and says uh this will be one of the new recruits for the night uh she wants to i don't know learn the ways wants to help protect i don't know uh she'll uh watch from the inside with the others I'll take watch out here with the rest of you and uh hopefully this night will go by very quickly so basically you are at this um uh, it's not, I don't want to say warehouse because that implies something very big. It's much smaller than a warehouse, but it's the same idea. So they open up the, uh, they open up the garage door and, uh, she says, Oh, by the way, you have dark vision, yeah? Okay, good, go on in. So there are two other guards that are stationed inside as well. And then they close the garage door and it's, uh, almost completely p- pitch dark except for a small light that one of them has that is just bright enough to cast. Uh, dim light throughout the entire container and so because you have dark vision you see everything just fine uh you see that there are a number of artifacts that are within this container a lot of them are wrapped up or within uh boxes and so are kind of like out of the way except for one item that is just very large and therefore you can't really uh, enclose it and it appears to be um a large uh, piece of a mural or some kind of rock that was maybe excavated or had fallen off of a wall or something and had been brought back. Um, and then within this wall is a mural of a lot of different figures, a lot of Sylvan writing, uh, and then a few imprints on the wall that implies that something can be fitted into it, but you don't see like any items that would fit in there on display.
3: Cool. For the, Do I get any, like the gist of what it's for with the Sylvan writing on it at all?
0: Uh, you can kind of get the idea that this was probably either something religiously related. Um, a lot of the text has kind of been broken off, so you can't read entire sentences. But you get the feeling that this is like maybe something religious related, or maybe it's just something um, in order to keep track of time, like a calendar, and they just reference uh, gods in the sky a lot because that's the way that they kept track of time. But it's mostly a lot of images and not so much writing, so it's kind of hard to tell exactly what it was.
3: They'll just probably look at the artifacts, see if any of them are interesting at all, though most of them are covered, so probably not. Uh, and then she'll pick a good spot just to sit against the wall. And would I be able to break up my trancing to like the beginning and the end, or should I put it all together in a four-hour
0: spot? I think you can break it up if you would like to.
3: Cool, I'll do that. I'll do right now and then at the end of the night, just trancing, and then in the middle,
0: I'll stay up. So you do that trancing, and then Jerome and Snow are having their time at the museum. Everything's going smoothly. Uh, Vae wakes up. Everything's going fine. It's pretty boring. Nothing's really happening. The guards aren't talking all that much. They're just kind of watching. So I think that the guards kind of like take rotations doing naps like each of them have their own like time that they um, enjoy like taking their nap throughout the night uh so for vey i think while you are awake uh kind of closer to where you're going to start meditating but not like quite there yet so you're awake and um one of the guards is dozing and then the other guard is still awake but he seems to kind of be zoning out he's just kind of like staring up at the Ceiling, arms crossed, just kind of like trying to force time to go by faster. Uh, they, you start to notice kind of something out of the corner of your eye, and um, it's you can still see like just fine because it's dim light, but you can start to see like some weird shadow types, like some weird shadows kind of moving like in the corner of your eye, kind of behind some of the artifact boxes.
3: So that one of the guard is like still kind of up?
0: Yeah, he seems to be kind of like zoning out.
3: Okay, um, I'll get up and move a little bit closer to them, just like nonchalantly like I'm looking at the- like I'm just doing a round and checking out the artifacts, but I'm just sort of like getting closer just in case it like springs out or something.
0: So you kind of, like, move closer and he doesn't really acknowledge you, you just kind of continue staring. You keep your eyes kind of on the shadow creature trying to see what happens, and the shadow keeps kind of morphing a little bit. And you start to hear, like, a, an almost kind of buzzing in the back of your brain. It's almost like some kind of, like, buzzing or bugs or something. It's, like, kind of inside your head. You can't tell, like, if it's coming from a place in particular. It just seems to be, like, there, you know? And then you hear a, a very quiet kind of um, whispering voice. Like it sounds like some someone is like perched like right next to your ear, whispering directly into your ear. But there's nobody there because all the you can see the two people that are in the room. And then it's just kind of whispering uh, into your ear, and it's saying, "Go towards the box on the left."
5: Okay.
3: Um, do I get the feeling
0: that if I don't do this, there will be negative repercussions? Yeah, a little bit. It's hard to tell exactly, like, what's going to happen, but you don't get a good feeling out of ignoring this voice that's whispering to you.
3: Yeah, uh, then I'll go towards the box on the left. Can I actually keep, can I actually keep doing the rounds and then try and, like, sneak a little bit so they don't see me going up to it?
0: Yeah, roll uh, stealth for me. Um, 17. You manage to, while you're doing your round, just kind of like casually duck around some boxes and the guard doesn't really notice you sneaking around. And so you're able to creep behind these boxes over to the one that the voice guides you towards. And so this box is underneath a couple other boxes. And so you can't like just straight up open it, but you can kind of see along the side. And it has a bit of other... uh, Writing along the side and it's just kind of talking about like it's just like a a labeling for it and it just says like fey artifact gold like it has descriptions of it but like weirdly it doesn't say exactly what like what it is you're kind of like looking over it and then the voice says um, look at the box look between the box and the wall Okay. I do it. I don't know. Yep, I do it. So it's a bit of a tight squeeze to, like, get kind of behind there in order to, like, really see what the voice is telling you to look at. So you press up right against the container and you kind of slide yourself a little bit in between the box and the container so you can really see and you start to see some writing. It's a little bit hard to see in the darkness, but you're starting to make out a bit more symbols. The first thing that you see is, is some writing uh, along the bottom that is in that weird language that you can't read that was on the mural beforehand uh, in the cave all the way at the beginning of our adventure. And it's also very similar to the weird writing that was on the back of the mask when you put it on. So you don't know, you can't tell what it says, even with your even with your ability to read all languages. Like, it's just, it's weirdly, like, incomprehensible to you. You look up, you look for more of whatever might be on this box, and you see something written in Sylvan. And so you kind of like squint, you try to see a bit more in the dark and you're able to read that the runes are spelling out the word Ruon. As you read that and you kind of like look up and you're trying to like look through a bit more, you see another symbol that seems to be stamped on like the top corner of the box. And it's very tiny. So you have to kind of like look in a little closer in order to see what exactly... What exactly it is and you see that it is this kind of symbol that it looks like the symbol of an eye with like a flame on top of it and it's not really something that you've seen before but you it's like all that you can make out and then you hear the voice say reach into the bar. And that's when you notice that there is, in, like, the bottom corner of the box, there's a hole that's just big enough for someone to fit their hand through.
4: Oh.
3: Y'all, why do I feel like my hand's about to get chopped off? <sighs> Can I do, like, a perception check to, like, look into it before I do?
0: Yes. That's a plus one. So 13. 13. Uh, Okay, so you have to squeeze down even more because you have to get to, like, the very bottom, like, against the floor between this box and the container, so you're really squished in there. And you peer inside, and it's, like, almost completely pitch black inside. You really can't see what's in there because it's so dark.
3: Awesome. Can I try and do, like, a call to my patron and see if there's any vibes? Uh, yeah,
0: roll religion. Fourteen! So you start trying to reach out to your patron. This, this isn't physical, but it's, like, imagine that it's, like, the vibes. So it's, like, the vibe of you, like, trying to reach out to, like, physically make contact with your patron. And it's while you're reaching out that another hand kind of, like, comes out from behind you and grabs your wrist and, like, yanks it back. So you are unable to make connection with uh, your patron.
3: Awesome! Since this thing has essentially cut off my connection with my patron for a little bit, Ve is feeling very nervous. The fact of what it could do to her if she doesn't follow its directions. So I am going to stick my hand into
0: the dark hole. Uh, So with sweat dripping down the back of your neck, you shift yourself a little bit as you're still like pressed down against the ground and you slowly very carefully reach your hand through this hole into this box and at first you're just like pushing your hand through straw like protective straw that is uh holding on to uh the artifact kind of keeping it very safe um and you're pushing uh your hand in a little more trying to figure out like what's in here when you feel something you kind of like press it a little bit you're not entirely sure what it is it's not hard like metal um, but it's, like, it's really cold, and so you're trying to, like, feel around for it, and you manage to get, like, a little bit of grip on it, and would you, like, try to pull it to see, like, what it is? Like, it add a bit closer to the hole so you can see a bit more? Yep. So, you pull it a little bit more, and you're trying to, like, again, kind of peer inside while you're looking, and as you pull it forward, you see just Horrifically, what appears to be a face as you are pulling like a (gasps) head, just a head towards you. And then the mouth opens as this black goo suddenly shoots and grabs onto your arm, quickly just spiraling up your arm, up to your shoulder, onto your neck and onto your face, covering your face entirely and sticking to it. And then you wake up. And you realize that you were meditating. And it is now dawn as the garage door opens.
5: <sighs> Zan, what the fuck? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: what was- can I ask what the face- did, did they see what the face was?
0: Uh, they can only make out a little bit of the features. It looked like a kind of feminine face uh, with pointed ears- <gasps> and I think when the when the eyes open, because like the eyes opened and rolled back before the stuff shot out, uh, the mm-hmm. eyes were like an icy blue. But otherwise, you didn't, you couldn't make out like anything else really about it. Oh, I fucking god! I you, you feel this <laughs> so much fear. This is the best. and I hate you. Listen, y'all didn't need to spend the night doing this. She
4: what? Why do you torment us like this?
0: Yeah. I'm
4: gonna die. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> oh my god by the way Alex yes actually no I'm gonna I'm gonna message this to you and then you can (laughs) oh no if you want the others to know (laughs) about this effect you can tell them okay y'all Vey is completely fine
3: Vey is fine I hate you (laughs) yeah there's no there's no effects whatsoever I don't believe you (laughs) you don't know Vey uses Mask of Many Faces to, to make herself look full of life, not dead inside at all, just fully okay.
0: The uh, half-work woman says, All right, good, very good night, hope you had fun. Uh, let's go. Uh, morning cruise here. And she uh, escorts you back to the museum. Uh, Snow and Jerome, nothing happened to y'all during uh, your night at the museum. It was very nice, it was very smooth. Great. I was playing solitaire. The the same guard who originally like brought you guys here, uh, he comes back and he's like, Alright, uh the rest of your party should be back here soon, so um uh, let's go to the the front of the um the museum. Let's go. So uh yeah, Bay's brought back and you all meet up uh together in front of the museum. Jerome and Snow, because you all stayed up all eight hours. You had some naps, but you stayed up for uh, most of the night. You are going to get one point of exhaustion. So how was your guys' night?
2: I had a delightful night. I was playing solitaire. I was keeping watch. I was way up high in the rafters. Uh, I didn't see really any of the folks coming. Uh, the two gods were having fun. Uh, one of them kept picking their nose for some reason, uh, but... He didn't really seem to be the most, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, no, it, it was a pretty cool night overall, uh, I'm a little, a little tired, but, uh, you know, nothing a good night's sleep wouldn't fix, uh, maybe a few naps, uh, oh, I also, I also, uh, Jerome reaches into his bag, and pulls out a scone. I also got scones while I was on my way back to meet you guys yesterday, uh, and I've been snacking on those. Uh, These are pretty good. Um, Oh, wait, I didn't
0: didn't roll for sconitude. Hang on. (laughs) I need to see how good the scones are. Let me see if they're deadly again. (laughs) Are they actively poisoning? Did Uh. you
2: buy them from the
4: same guy?
0: No, no. Uh, that's guys. a that's a three. So they're not deadly, <laughs> but they're they're still pretty bad. Nobody knows how to make scones in this town. Nobody in Ushitol knows how to make scones. It's a it's a traditionally Sayakin meal, and so it's like it's like getting Mexican food in like Ohio. It's just not good. It's not gonna work out. Uh, it's around this time when y'all are making small talk to each other that Valen arrives, and he gives you all a pleasant smile. Um, hello! How did the uh, how the museum watch go? I hope that it was uneventful. Yeah, it went fine.
2: Hey there, Valen. I feel like we got off on the wrong foot. <laughs> um, it's my bad. Uh, you seem like a- <clears throat> sorry about that. Uh, you seem like a pretty swell fella. Uh, I want to apologize- for yesterday. Like, my statement's still sand, but I shouldn't have been so, uh, aggressive. Shouldn't have been so confrontational. So, uh, would you like a scone as a peace offering? They're pretty good.
0: <laughs> uh, sure. Yes, uh, thank you. And he takes the scone. Just
5: behind Rome, Carius is shaking his head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Valen like, kind of furrows his eyebrows as he's looking at Carius, Like, he's like, what? What? No, what?
2: jerome takes a bite of his own scone in like a toast uh and it's like "Mm, delicious
0: what's up uh yes so uh we can uh discuss it here or go back to my place and so i was going to be hiring you all to find the artifacts that were stolen about a week ago and he takes a bite of the scone as he's like kind of half-talking And he goes, and (laughs) then I'm, and he just lets it kind of fall out of his mouth. Um, uh, Jerome, where did you get these scones?
2: Oh, I got them uh, on that one street that was between y'all house and the 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 outpost. I think the bakery was called uh, Shits and Giggles or something like that. I don't,
0: I don't I don't think it's a good idea for you to be eating those strong. I mean they're perfectly fine scones. Uh, the 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 mm, fellows that no. sold them to me um, seemed
2: pretty reputable.
0: No, that that place has had a lot of cases of um very bad bacteria outbreaks. Um uh let us let's, let's go back to uh, my residence just so we can talk about this more in private. I don't know uh what eyes or ears might be around on the city streets. So he leads you all back uh to his house. You all have been there before, but he's treating Jerome as though he has not been there before, uh, and so the, he he didn't really move the the seats because he figured that you all would be back the next day. So there's seats for everyone, and he sits down on one of the chairs. Uh, this time he he had he had put down some uh, pillows on the floor in case you wanted to sit on one of them.
1: Aw, that's really sweet. Okay, snow, snow snow acknowledges that and sits on a pillow. <laughs>
0: So he uh, kind of nods to all of you. Um, all right. So uh, the museum was broken into about a week ago, and seven artifacts were stolen from the Fey exhibit. And I've written them down, and he takes out um, a piece of paper and puts it onto the cop table for you all to look at. And we don't know too much about the group. We know that they're called the Thistles. We know that they headed south, and we believe that they're... Uh, home base is somewhat nearby. It may be a little hidden, but we believe that it's south, somewhere uh, in the forest. We just need to be able to locate where that is and then go in to recover the artifacts from within the home base, wherever they may have them in there.
5: Sounds good. Uh, You're saying we? Are you planning
0: on joining us? Oh, um... If if you all wanted me to, or if you uh, think that that would be not useful, then I don't have to go. But I've I figured because I know the artifacts that it would be easier to uh, locate them if, in case they have anything else within their home base. That's fair. That's understandable. Um,
2: pardon my bluntness, uh, curious You you cool with Valen tag
0: along? Yes, of course.
2: I wanna do an inside check on that.
0: Yeah, I think I think Valen's also going to do an inside check on that. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh.
2: I got a natural one, so it's fine.
0: I got a 14. Uh Valen believes you, so he's like, okay. Uh and then he he also looks to the rest of you just to double check to be like, listen, I won't go if y'all don't want me to go. Snow looks
1: completely as if she does not care either way.
4: Yeah, Leaf Leaf just just shrugs. Um he figures if, if Jerome and Carius are fine then whatever.
2: I don't care one way or another if you come or not. Um it might not be the most safe sort of situation for you. Uh just heads up heading in there. Uh thieves are kind of a uh, mm, not the most pleasant sort of folks generally and uh they don't exactly uh, hit to subdue, if you know what I'm saying, generally speaking.
0: No, I I understand. I, I'm i not unfamiliar with combat. You don't have to worry about that. Oh! Valentine can handle himself.
2: Tell you what, I can do a little bit of uh, investigating of my own for the south of here. Uh, I know uh, I've had some uh, running with Stevie types, so uh, I can do a little bit of... Investigation that normal guards might not be uh, as privy to. Maybe uh, if anybody wants to tag along. If not, that's fine. Um, do we want to try and hit up the camp once we eventually find it? Uh, like at night, during the day. What's what's the sort of read we have on the situation? How's what's the plan of attack?
4: Hmm. It seems like. A stealthy approach would be better, so maybe nighttime would be the best
2: option. Okay, so step one, locate the the fellas, see where they're camped out at, and then we'll figure it out from there. Is that the sort of situation we're going with? Uh, sure, yes. All right. So, who wants to do a thief hunting party? I'll join. Woo! Alright, we got one volunteer. Any other takers? Sure. <laughs> sure. Alright. Uh, thief hunting and a thief known is a bit of a special knowledge of mine, so I can show you some uh, some little tips and tricks to kind of like pick stuff out, really get to know the lay of the land, uh, figure out you know, where they like to hang out, show you the underbelly of the city, that sort of deal. Shall we? Um,
3: instead of me going with you guys for that sort of thief hunt, um, I think in this case there isn't strength in numbers, because you kind of want to go in the down low. I will disguise myself as different, like, a random civilian, and I'll see if I can hear any rumors as I wander around, stuff like that. Oh,
4: that sounds like a good plan.
3: If anybody wants to come with me, they can, if they can do the same thing that I can.
5: Or disguise themselves. Would you like me to uh, join you as a animal companion? Sure. That sounds
1: great. If you guys don't mind, honestly, I didn't get much sleep last night. I think I'm going to uh, sleep for a while while you guys are on your adventure. Come get me once you figure out some
2: information. Napping does sound like a reasonable idea, actually. Yes, um, I don't think you slept much either. No, yeah, I was busy with solitaire. I won like a solid three quarters of the time. What were you playing It was really against? good. Solitaire is a solo game. You play against yourself. I can't say I've heard of it. I can show you sometime. Sure, that'd be cool. Don't worry about it. It, it. It's a it's a pretty fun game. Um, maybe not when with napping though, because the then i get distracted i get very easily distracted and easy to stay up and distract me all the time so uh naps naps yeah i'm i want to get some sleep um valen
1: if you're not comfortable with us napping here we can go get a room at the Mercenaries guild
0: oh no you're you're perfectly fine to stay and nap here if you would like uh, it's it's it won't be terribly comfortable i don't i only have the one bed um
2: no no don't worry about it it's fine uh, I'll take the roof. That's, that's plenty fine for me. I don't use beds. Um, oh, oh, all right.
0: Um. I'd be
1: very grateful if I could use your bed, though, if that's all right with you. Oh,
0: yes, of course. Um, let me, let me go put on some fresh sheets for you, and then you're more than welcome to take a nap. Thank you so much. And he heads off to do just that.
2: So, uh, Leaf, you wanna, you wanna chill with us? You wanna tag along with, a uh, with, uh, Vay and Karius?
4: Uh, yeah, Leaf will go with... Uh, Veyan carries. Cool. He will use his disguise kit to look like Leaf, but not Leaf. I I will sit there and I will start <laughs> start working on it. Like like Valen comes back and I'm like putting on makeup and like <laughs> my my hair is different.
0: Yeah, no, that's probably what happens. So he comes back and he's like, um, "All right, Snow, uh, I finished changing the sheets," set. and he like looks at Leaf and is like, "Okay." Um, <laughs>
4: <laughs> Leave just like well. raises an eyebrow at him. Absolute <laughs> like, king. Um...
0: Critically Chaotic is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast brought to you by the following people. The DM is Xan, who can be found as at zandir on all platforms. They is played by Alex, who simply cannot be found. Snow is played by Bean, a.k.a. Alexa, who can be found in a variety of ways, but mainly at Alexandra underscore Jaden on Twitter. Carius is played by Kian, who can be found as at LostFanboy on most platforms. Jerome is played by Lady, who writes, quote, and that's all you get, you dirty gremlins. Mogan is played by Queen, who chooses not to be located at this time, or ever. Leaf is played by Sayla, also known as Strawberry online, who can be found as at underscore Strawberry Milk on Twitter. The theme song is Melody by Emery. If you would like to support Critically Chaotic, please consider leaving a 5-star review and following us on whatever podcast listening platform you are currently using. You can find us at Pod on Twitter with no underscores, where we post updates and retweet fan content. For any other platform you would like to see us on, please look in the description. We will see you next week for the continuing adventures of Anima. Have a great week, everyone.
3: Also, Bean's reactions in real life are giving me life. She is
1: dying. <laughs> this is amazing, I am fully, Zan. Like, I'm fully curled into the corner of the couch, like freaking out right
3: now. <laughs> Zan, this is sick. I love this. Thank you. This is awesome. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> he truly.